Welcome to St. Alphonsus Wellcast, the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the St. Alphonsus Wellcast. My name is Amy James, and I am a registered dietitian with the St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing Department. Today, we've got Candy Zapia with us, and then we have our special guest, Valerie Lawrence, back with us today. And we are talking about all things herbs, and I've just learned this new word, herbalism. Um, <laughs> so let's get started by talking about how we use herbs if we use them in our day-to-day life. And Val, I'll turn it over to you first. Okay, well, herbs have a lot of uses. Uh, One thing that you can use them for, of course, is cooking. You can use them in cleaning, and you can use them for their essential oils, for, um, you know, bringing down a sedative, you know, sort of sedative mood. Um, I also use them for growing. I just love to grow them and cut them and throw them in things that I'm cooking. Lovely. Um, I'm trying to think of all the ways that I've ever used herbs. I think I've used them not really knowing that I'm using them. Um, essential oils I love. A lot of external use. I know, Val, you've given me peppermint oil for a headache. Yeah, and at used... the temples yes. you know, or at the hairline at the back of your yeah. neck. Mm-hmm. And I actually, um, when I first started college, I think I used peppermint for concentration during exams. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it does liven you up. That's right. Yeah. It, it makes you more awake. Mm-hmm. I put just a little bit under my nose. Um, I also flavor my black tea and sometimes my water, if I can think about it, with mint. I love that. I think I'm much more inclined to drink water and stay on top of my hydration if it tastes better. Um, And then I'll use it for fragrance or um, uh, like aromatics in my living space, like lavender or eucalyptus is probably my favorite scent in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, What about you, Candy? Well, pretty much uh, you guys do more exciting things with your herbs. I just <laughs> I just use them as garnish in my food, um, in my salads, yeah. um, on top of uh, my pizza. Like if we make uh, vegetable pizza and stuff, like I add, like to add a lot of herbs um, in soups and things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we pretty much stay there, but now you guys are like reminding me of all the other things that I could be doing with them. So yeah, have I'm you excited. put them in the dough before? Like no, pizza dough? I haven't. No, I haven't. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, it's really good. Just not caraway seeds. Right. Just not- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it matters what which one you use. Exactly. Like soap, basil, marjoram, yes. some thyme, all of those. Oh, would yeah. Be good. I love putting thyme in my um, potato soup and just like like fall. Like, I don't know, for me, herbs oh, and yeah. fall just go together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where I find I use them more. Well, I was just thinking, um, as far as fall, I was thinking of spring. And so so uh, the Kentucky Derby was not very long ago, right? And yes. I make my own mint julep syrup. So I, And I did not have a big patch of mint. I went to the store, the grocery store, and they actually had like a tiny little package for $3. And I was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't want to buy it. So <laughs> instead, I went to a greenhouse local greenhouse and I bought two mint plants and I just used the mint from the mint plants and then I got to plant them in my garden afterwards. Yes. I love that. I much prefer yeah. to just buy the plant. Like I will buy the basil plant as opposed to the basil at the store because yeah. you just get so much more bang for your buck. But you have to keep up with it. I've had mine go to seed so many times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you must have it in a uh, bright sunny It was sunny... a very sunny spot. Yep. So they can bolt. That's yeah. when they're bolting, they're making flowers too early, and so you just pinch them off. You probably know that. 
I do now. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not. I so yeah, when we're they start, we're gonna learn a lot about herbs today in this podcast. <laughs> I know. Part of I think what I'm most excited for is the growing part because I have a black thumb. Um. <laughs> is it as black as candy's? Because Mine is bad. Candy is has trouble with cactus. Re- oh did. my gosh, candy! <laughs> it's about the soil. I did not know that you had to have a special soil oh, yeah. for succulents. That's right. Um, and I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I was doing so good. You need porous, poor soil, like you know, not very nutrient rich. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe coming to you guys soon is another podcast on how to um, be a good plant. Not kill plant your plants. parent. Not kill your plants. <laughs> That's what we'll name it too. Okay. So um, I think, you know, similar to so many topics with nutrition, uh, there's so much information out there. Um, I've heard of just such an array of uses for herbs, like we've kind of touched on already, cleaning, fragrance. Um, herbal medicine, uh, cooking, things like that. So before we get into the nitty-gritty of that, maybe we should just talk about what are the benefits of using herbs? Like why should people get invested, increase their knowledge, and get involved with this? Okay, well, my answer to that is that herbs kind of put you in touch with nature. You can have them in your house, or if you have a small growing space, a lot of people I see are in subdivisions and I think, man, you just can't, you can't have a big garden there, right? Mm-hmm. But herbs can be grown in pots or small spaces. They can be grown in your kitchen. So they're a good a hobby, and they're a hobby that actually benefits your health. So anytime you can figure those two out together, that's a good deal. Yeah. Um, and so as far as other things, like other benefits of herbs, herbs are like a condensed plant. Uh, so you get all the great energy, and you get um, you get phytochemicals, you know, nutrients. They're great for your microbiome diversity. Mm-hmm. Their their superpowers are in their concentration in their tiny little leaves. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you just need a little couple snips in with your your meal, and you're doing a lot for yourself with that. I love that. They're strong. Um, yeah, and and beneficial also in ways that um, you know like you could share it with your cat like you grow catnip oh yes you can share it with your cat you can you can talk about it with your friends and they're like I don't care about your whatever you're doing over there with the herbs but yes that's very interesting thank you um, that's funny that you mentioned catnip because Nick and I just bought catnip to put in our garden that we're uh, starting this weekend yeah do um, you know what else you can do for it no with it uh is it's great as tea for oh. tummy aches and they used to use that to calm little babies that had you know they griping they call it oh, like yeah. when they get stomach um spasms or whatever i had no idea yeah, catnip is actually uh really good they good the, another too. name for it is cat mint it's part of the mint family oh okay okay and I don't know you, if I've ever tasted catnip. You'll want to border it. Oh. So okay. you'll pu- either plant it in the ground with a pot or keep it in a pot because all mint is invasive. Very. Gotcha. It just goes and goes and goes. And so, you know, you get starts for your friends. Here, I have a birthday gift for you. It's mint. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, catnip. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Um, and it also has some, like, I mean, herbs in general have some really, like, a lot of practical use, right? Like, I know I used to, um, like I told you with the peppermint tea, uh, oil I used to use for concentration, but you were talking earlier about how, like, peppermint tea is good for a tummy ache. Um, 
And so there are tons of practical applications with herbs as well, right? Yes, and you can put it in your bathtub too. And you don't have to worry about it draining. I mean, if you put in great big pieces of it, it won't drain. But you can also put in a little muslin bag or a sock to infuse your water with that scent mm-hmm. without ha- worrying about it going down the drain. Hmm. Mix it with your Epsom salt. I never thought about that. Oh, yeah. Epsom salt. Yeah, it's really nice to Because I've seen the Epsom salt bags that have, like, actual herbs in them, like, mixed in with the salt. And I've seen that. And I thought about, hmm, that's going to be hard to clean the bathtub. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Have to put it in some kind of cloth. Right. In some type of cloth. I think that's that's a fun kind of, like, treat yourself. Yeah. You could even use a handkerchief. Oh, yeah. Tie it in a little ball. If any of you have a handkerchief, I know. Around. <laughs> I was trying to think. Well, you know those. What are, what else are they called? Bandanas. Bandanas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yep. Um, or you can just you know tie it together with some kitchen twine, like you're about to stuff a turkey, and just drop it into your bath. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a that's a good use right there. Imagine yeah. how good that smells when you stuff the turkey, or you just put it in mm-hmm. in anything that you're cooking. It smells great. Yeah, so versatile. So here's a question for you. Okay, is garlic an herb or is garlic a vegetable? Ooh, well, if I think about how a veg, uh, uh, I'm gonna say vegetable. I know it's an aromatic vegetable. Yeah, that's right. I had to look this up yesterday because I planned on saying, oh, I use garlic all the time in cooking. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know if that's an herb. (laughs) It's not. But if you, if a a member of the allium family, right, Mm -hmm. so it, like chives, chives are an herb. They're not a vegetable. So chives. I didn't know that. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess they look a little bit more herby. Yeah. So is it just in how they're grown? Probably just that it's a root and it's a fruit kind of of that, you know, like there's actual, I don't know, vegetative meat. Yeah, something, gotcha. something to harvest. Okay, okay. Interesting. Well, this is good to know. Okay. Yeah. So for those of us who do not possess the skills to nurture plants <laughs> <laughs> uh, present, yes. um, let's talk about growing them. How do we start out, um, our, you know, if we're interested in having an herb garden, like what exactly would that would that look like? So Um, I think it's fun to grow things from seeds, and it's really economical also. mm -hmm. So you could think about seeds, and you could think about growing or getting a little pot or something of them. But there are different ones to get for each. So mint, you kind of want to get a start. A clipping from your friend might be great, like like me, for instance. Uh, And you pull off the lower leaves. You take a snip of maybe it's six inches long of mint that's growing, Take off the bottom leaves, stick it in some water, and where the leaves were, roots will come out. Okay. And then when you see the roots and they're, you know, about two inches long or maybe an inch to two, then you can put it in in the ground or in a pot and it'll grow from there. Hmm. Um, Some things can be divided. You could take that same plant, that mint plant, and you could take a a dig down in the ground Mm -hmm. and literally cut the plant in half or in fourths or whatever. Mm -hmm. And those are going to be their own little plants in another pot. That's another way to do it. That's dividing. Okay. Okay. Um, But then also seeds. Seeds would be great, except that sometimes herbs grow really slowly from seeds. Got it. Basil is a quick grower and does great out here. So I would say think about your location, what you have, and how quickly you want to use it. So um, if you want to use the herbs, like, while you're cooking this summer, just buy them in the pots. Go to a local, um, like, a a Zamzo's or, you know, Mm -hmm. any local 
greenhouse that you like and get the ones that appeal to you. Buy them as small as possible to keep them economical. If, if money is not a sure. thing to you, then, you know, get a large one that's pretty established. But the seeds are fun, as, and if you have little kids or whatever, that that's fun too. Um, chives will come up very quickly. Got it. Mint uh, is a little more slow to germinate and okay. pop up. But once it's going, good Lord, make sure you've got it, to, you know, like, corralled so you either want to bury your pot or you want to put long boards in the ground yeah. or kind of like your catnip okay you like wanna... you were saying it's very invasive so yeah. it, it will grow rapidly and everywhere yeah i was listening to an <laughs> herbal uh, podcast the other day it was cracking me up the, the guy said was asked is so-and-so invasive i think he was talking about comfrey and he's like no man people are invasive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could just picture him. He's like, the plants? No. Okay. So then I actually have a question because, okay, so last summer, my sister and I grew cilantro. Oh, yeah. And it grew really quickly, and we were so excited about it. Um, we didn't know how to harvest it so that it would yeah. keep, like, proliferating and keep growing. So I think that's something that people might be interested yeah. in. How do we harvest correctly so that it keeps growing? Okay. What's the protocol so, there? So one thing is whether you find your herbs in, you know, in your garden or in nature, a uh, good rule of thumb is don't take more than a third of it. Okay, so, so I, I keep took all of it. Oh, <laughs> so that's probably why you I can, didn't grow back, right? You can <laughs> do that at the end, end of the fall, uh, but it didn't grow back maybe because you were a little early on taking all of it because it didn't get to the seed part. Oh, okay, okay. So do you know about what what cilantro turns into in the seed? I, I don't know. Coriander. Oh, okay. So okay. it gets I all these. Two were related yeah, the all thing. the flowers, right? And then the flowers oh. become the little seeds, uh-huh. and the seeds are coriander. And so you can collect those. They're actually kind of fun. It's pretty mm-hmm. fun to medita- meditatively pull them off the plant. Ooh. And oh. and then you get a lot of stuff that you don't want with it. You know, little sticks and straws and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You just grind them up in the mortar and pestle and throw them in whatever you're cooking too. Well, that's fun. Coriander's good in things like taco seasonings and whatever. But so harvesting the plant, you can take down all of it if it's at the very end. Um, Or you can just snip. And when it starts growing faster than you can use it, I think about oregano and basil and whatever. Remember that you want to always harvest in the morning when the concentration of the oils is there. Oh. And... I did the not know. plant, I didn't either. the plant will either be same with vegetables. It's good to get them in the morning; they're their best. Okay. And then the the plant is either sending its energy into the leaves, or the roots, or mm-hmm. the um, flower. Right. So oh. you don't want it to flower if you want to continue using the herb. Right. So when it starts flowering, you just cut it and er, pinch it off. You know, at the top. You and, pinch off the flower, but yep. you cut off. The leaves. The leaves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, what's the significance of that? Yeah. Uh, well, you could go out there, but you, you know, with your scissors, I just don't think it's necessary. It's just pretty easy to. Okay. Make so a there little... isn't like something that happens, a, a chemical difference that mm-hmm. makes one better than the other. No, but you wouldn't want to tear off the leaves, right? Like you could kind of tear off the flower head, but you wouldn't want to tear off gotcha. the leaves. Because gotcha. you you're preserving the, the leaves in the plant. Okay. Yeah. And then you can store it in oil. You can, um, like olive oil. I love to take my basil, throw it on a wax paper, and uh, put olive oil over it. And then literally just fold the wax paper four times, five times. 
put it in a, a, a seal of some kind of glad bag and stick it in the freezer and then use it within a few months. You can also use olive oil with chopped herb and put it in ice cube trays Yeah. and or water. Yeah, that's another way to use it. Parsley is super great to have um, in all, you know, like all through the year. Yeah. You can, you can throw it in your smoothies. You can put it in your soups and, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, like well, water. I, when I think of parsley, I just always think of like salad and fresh and crispy. So if we're, if I were to take, harvest my parsley and then freeze it. It's not going to be crisp. Right. So <laughs> what would I use it for then? Is that for those blended things, yeah. soups, soups and yeah. cooking and that yeah, sort of thing? Soups and okay. smoothies. Yeah. Okay. It'd be great in that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So I'm sure so many people after listening to us even talk for just the 15 minutes we've been talking are interested in growing some stuff. What grows well in Idaho? So we, a lot of things grow well in Idaho. Love uh, that. Basil, chamomile, cilantro, chives. Dill is great. Ooh. I love dill. Um, dill, and you know, you let it go to seed, and you have the dill seeds. Each are different, uh, using using them differently. Uh, fennel, your and your favorite. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, lavender, Melissa, lemon balm, and Melissa are the same thing. Okay. Oh. It's supposed to be a mood lifter. Depression, you know, like I, just going out there and rubbing it in your hands or or carrying it in the house and putting it, you know, around in your room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, lemon balm is great as a tea, also. Uh, any any of them are great as tea. In fact, thyme is an appetite stimulant, so you know proceed with caution. But yeah. some, pe- oh. some people uh, really do need that stimulation. Absolutely, um, of their appetite. Uh, but yeah, so the thyme tea really brings out the flavor in foods too. So mm-hmm. that might be why they think that too. Mm. Um, oregano grow, grow, grows great. Parsley, rosemary, spearmint, and mints. And, of course, sage. There's oh, a yeah. difference in culinary sage, though, and in the bush. So don't go out there and get a bush cutting from, <laughs> the, from our high des- <laughs> desert. Yeah, it's really get the culinary sage. Uh, it's much milder, okay. but still has that. Sage and eggs is a favorite. Ooh, yeah. Not for you so much, huh? No, I, that was oh, a yeah? good ooh. That was, oh, I liked that. I was no. confused as well. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. That was a that. good ooh, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sage and eggs. It doesn't take much. No. Um, and then dill is great. To use with fish and chicken, I almost always put lemon and dill and butter on my fish to cook yes. it. Yes, yes, I love dill on fish. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so then um, let's wrap up with like a little bit more on the nutrition part of things. So, um, you know, we always talk about the gut microbiome and we talk about diversity. Maybe let's chat a little bit about how that um, diversity in our herbs can also help with diversity in our gut. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that really is the wrap up is Mm -hmm. that it it doesn't take a lot of any one thing to increase your microbiome. What Mm -hmm. it takes is variety. So, you know, the microbiome is where 70 percent of your immune system is. Mm -hmm. And they're the the bugs that live in us, with us and make short chain fatty acids for us, keep our heart healthy Mm -hmm. and keep our defenses high. So anything that feeds our immune system is a great idea. Having just a few preferences uh, is actually going to give you low diversity of microbiome. So somebody that, you know, only eats 
things that aren't plants or whatever. But yeah. plants, oh my gosh, there's so many that you can eat, and it doesn't take a lot. So, I mean, I could go make a salad, and I'm going to add some dill, and I'm going to add some mint. And, uh, mint, by the way, is great to put in tabbouleh. Yes. If you haven't made that before, try some tabbouleh. It's really heavy with parsley and mint, so you can use mm-hmm. a lot of it, mm-hmm. especially if you make it Lebanese style, because that's a lot of parsley. Oh, really? Check your teeth. I love that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Check your teeth after everybody. Uh-huh. Yes. So I like how it's kind of, um, you don't need a lot to, to change the environment of your gut microbiome. And it's kind of how you, what you were saying at the beginning of the podcast, how like there, these plants are very concentrated, right? So mm-hmm. you don't need, you know, a little goes a long way. So not only just flavor wise, but also how it impacts your health. Right. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. So then I have a couple other one-off questions. Okay. Are there any differences nutritionally or beneficially to using dried versus fresh herbs? Um, no. I, I think they're they're both, you know, using the same, but you have to remember the rule is uh, that you need less if you're using dry. So okay. one-third, actually. If you have a tablespoon that you're going to use of a fresh herb, then you want to use a teaspoon of a dried, dried herb. Okay. It's very concentrated. And then when you put it in, uh, the meal is toward the end when you're cooking. Uh, if you're using spices or seeds, you want to start with them, put them in the beginning of your cooking, like saute. Mm-hmm. But then you want to add and keep the pungency of the the leaves and herbs that you're using for the later okay. part of your cooking. Good. I had no idea about that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so last thing before we have our fun parting recipe ideas. Um, I, what's a good, like, blanket statement to our listeners about people, you know, who might be on uh, specific medications or uh, be seeing their doctor for something regularly about, you know, what is safe as far as incorporating herbal practices, herbal medicine, and what is unsafe? What What should we tell okay. our listeners? Well, something that pops into my brain is that, yeah, you could have a drug and herb interaction, meaning that the herb would either make your drug more than it should be or it would make it less than it should be. One that I can think of right away is something like parsley that's super high in vitamin K and you might be on a blood thinner and that would be fighting it, the blood thinner. It would make it less effective. So the thing about vitamin K is just to be even on it. So if you have a tablespoon of parsley a day, just keep having that tablespoon of parsley. But check with your doctor or mm-hmm. you know look for uh, look online for drug interactions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drug and herb interactions. Definitely, because the, there are so many. Yeah. And uh, if you're pregnant, good rule of thumb is keep to the ones that you know are safe. And uh, the two that come to my mind are chamomile and peppermint. Everybody's fine with those. And in the amounts and the strength that you're having them, it's not a problem. And also, it's not a problem if you're just cutting it over your food and you're having micro amounts, basically. Mm-hmm. But if you're taking herbal supplements, which is a whole different conversation, then that's when it can be a problem. Okay, those those concentrated amounts. Yep. Okay. In the supplements, because they're standardized. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so massive disclaimer to anybody who wants to incorporate more herbs into their lifestyle, you know, no matter what your situation is, if you're currently on medication, if you're not, it's always good to do your his, do your homework, do your research, um, and make sure that it's safe for consumption. Make sure you're getting the consumable version of it. Uh, you cannot put essential oils in food, or at least you shouldn't. Um, so you want to get the, the, the cooking grade, food grade stuff. Um, so yeah, just do your homework and be safe, and then always um, have those conversations with your doctor to make sure that what you're doing is safe. Um, so lastly, let's just talk about some uh, 
awesome recipes that Val has brought, um, starting with maybe the Russian tea, which I thought was the most exciting for me. And I'm going to definitely give it a try. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So I just have two recipes that are easy to remember. And one's called Three Seed Tea. And the other is Russian tea. And I learned this at an herbal conference that I went to. Mm. This little lady who is a short story. Uh, this little lady uh, had said her grandma grew up on a, a raspberry farm. And so she had raspberries all the time, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had to be creative in what she came up with. So this is the tea that her grandma, who lived very old, made. She had raspberry, mint, lemon, and honey and hot water. So you start with the mint, let's say, and you muddle it in the bottom of your cup, and, uh, which just means to take your spoon and smash it a little bit. The uh, You might take, I don't know, for literal people who want to know how many leaves, uh, maybe 10, 10 okay. leaves. Or one stem. If you don't want to muddle it, you sure don't have to. You'll still get the mint es- essence of that. Then you take about four raspberries and a slice of lemon, You put in about a teaspoon or two of honey and then boiling water. Some people think about tea as being, um, you know, like only black tea and it comes in a bag and you buy it at the Mm. store. But you make a tea out of any, anything. It's just hot water and the plant. Infused with something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, then you pour that in there and no need to strain or anything. Your teeth work for strainers. (laughs) And you can just sip on that. It's so delicious. It's like a really bright morning um, That sounds really good. Yeah. And the other thing is good for digestion. It's also good if you feel like taking a break from food. Let's say you're you're fasting or whatever and you want to drink something and you want to aid in the elimination of your toxins or whatnot. Um, Then this three seed tea is really good. It's cumin, coriander and fennel. And I know you don't love the fennel part, so you might I just like want a two-seed tea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate it in small amounts, but uh, we were talking earlier about how I got a pizza from the Boise Co-op, and it had fennel seeds all over it, and all I could taste was fennel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do appreciate it when it's just a touch. Right. You're probably good on fennel Essence. for a while. Yeah, fennel. <laughs> yeah. So so that that's, the th- that's my thing is to take a teaspoon and maybe four cups of water, boil it, and then strain it, and you can drink that all day. Wonderful. All right. Well, that is it for this podcast. We are um, hopeful that you guys got some great tips and tricks on how to use herbs in your life safely, whether it's your cleaning or you're incorporating it into food, or maybe you're going to go out and grow your own little herb garden. Um, So that is it for for this episode, and we will see you guys next time on the St. Alphonsus podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of St. Alphonsus Wellcast, brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing and the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Always be sure to catch new episodes by subscribing to us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. We hope you'll tune in again. Until then, be well.